Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading Ezekiel chapters 42 and 43. Then the man led me out of the temple courtyard by way of the north gateway. We entered the outer courtyard and came to a group of rooms against the north wall of the inner courtyard. This structure, whose entrance opened toward the north, was 175 feet long and 87 and a half feet wide. One block of rooms overlooked the 35-foot width of the inner courtyard. Another block of rooms looked out out onto the pavement of the outer courtyard. The two blocks were built three levels high and stood across from each other. Between the two blocks of rooms ran a walkway 17 and a half feet wide. It extended the entire 175 feet of the complex, and all the doors faced north. Each of the two upper levels of rooms was narrower than the one beneath it because the upper levels had to allow a space for walkways in front of them. Since there were three levels, and they did not have supporting columns as in the courtyards, each of the upper levels was set back from the level beneath it. There was an outer wall that separated the rooms from the outer courtyard. It was 87 and a half feet long. This wall added length to the outer block of rooms, which extended for only 87 and a half feet. While the inner block, the rooms toward the temple extended 175 feet. There was an eastern entrance from the outer courtyard to these rooms. On the south side of the temple, there were two blocks of rooms just south of the inner courtyard between the temple and the outer courtyard. These rooms were arranged like the rooms on the north. There was a walkway between the two blocks of rooms, just like the complex on the north side of the temple. This complex of rooms was the same length and width as the other one, and it had the same entrances and doors. The dimensions of each were identical. So there was an entrance in the wall facing the doors of the inner block of rooms, and another on the east at the side at the end of the interior walkway then the man told me these rooms that overlook the temple from the north and south are holy here the priests who offer sacrifices to the lord will eat the most holy offerings and because these rooms are holy they will be used to store the sacred offerings the grain offerings sin offerings and guilt offerings when the priests leave the sanctuary, they must not go directly to the outer courtyard. They must first take off their clothes they wore while ministering, because these clothes are holy. They must put on other clothes before entering the parts of the building complex open to the public. 
When the man finished measuring the inside of the temple area, he led me out through the east gateway to measure the entire perimeter. He measured the east side with a measuring rod, and it was 875 feet long. Then he measured the north side, and it was also 875 feet The south side was also 875 feet, and the west side was also 875 feet, so the area was 875 feet on each side with a wall all around it to separate what was holy from what was common. After this, the man brought me back around the east gateway. Suddenly, the glory of the Lord, glory of God of Israel, appeared from the east. The sound of his coming was like the roar of rushing waters, and the whole landscape shone with his glory. This vision was just like the others I had seen, first by the Kabar River, and when, and then when he came to destroy Jerusalem, I fell face down on the ground, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple through the east gateway. Then the Spirit took me up and brought me into the inner courtyard, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And I heard someone speaking to me within the temple, while the man who had been ministering stood beside me. The Lord said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place where I will rest my feet. I will live here forever among the people of Israel. They and their kings will not defile my holy name any longer by their adulterous worship of other gods, or by honoring the relics of their kings who have died. They put their idol altars right next to mine, which were only a wall between them and me. They defiled my holy name by such detestable sin, so I consumed them in my anger. Now let them stop worshiping other gods and honoring the relics of their kings. And I will live among them forever. Son of man, describe to the people of Israel the temple I have shown you, so they will be ashamed of all their sins. Let them study its plan, and they will be ashamed of what they have done. Describe to them all the specifications of the temple, including its entrances and exits, and everything else about it. Tell them about its decrees and laws. Write down all the specifications and decrees as they watch, so they will be sure to remember and follow them. And this is the basic law of the temple, absolute holiness. The entire top of the mountain where the temple is built is holy. Yes, this is the basic law of the temple. These are the measurements of the altar. There is a gutter all around the altar, 21 inches deep and 21 inches wide, with a curb 9 inches wide around its edge. And this is the height of the altar. From the gutter... The altar rises three and a half feet to the lower ledge that surrounds the altar and is 21 inches wide. From the lower ledge, the altar rises seven feet to the upper ledge that is also 21 inches wide. The top of the altar, the hearth, rises another 
seven seven feet higher, with a horn rising up from each of the four corners. The top of the altar is square, measuring 21 feet by 21 feet. The upper ledge also forms a square, measuring 24 and a half feet by 24 and a half feet, with a 21-inch gutter and a 10 and a half-inch curb all around the edge. There are also there are steps going up to the east side of the altar. Then he said to me, Son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says. These will be the regulations for the burnt, burning of offerings and the sprinkling of blood when the altar is built. At that time, the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok, who minister before me, are to be given a young bull for a sin offering, says the sovereign Lord. You will take some of its blood and smear it on the four horns of the altar, the four corners of the upper ledge, and the curb that runs around that ledge. This will cleanse and make atonement for the altar. Then take the young bull for the sin offering and burn it at the appointed place outside the temple area. On the second day, sacrifice a sin offering of a young male goat that has no physical defects. Then cleanse and make atonement for the altar again, just as you did with the young bull. When you have finished the cleansing ceremony, offer another young bull that has no defects and a perfect ram from the flock. You are to present them to the Lord, and the priests are to sprinkle salt on them and offer them as a burnt offering to the Lord. Every day, for seven days, a male goat, a young bull, and a ram from the flock will be sacrificed as a sin offering. None of these animals may have physical defects of any kind. Do this each day for seven days to cleanse and make atonement for the altar, thus setting it apart for holy use. On the eighth day, and on each day afterward, the priests will sacrifice on the altar the burnt offerings and peace offerings of the people. Then I will accept you. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. As we read today's chapters of Ezekiel 42 and 43, there is a very familiar feeling that we've read something similar to this before. It feels very much like the law given to Moses many, many years earlier of how they were supposed to build and construct the sanctuary, that sacred tent. The way to make things holy, the way to dedicate these, this building and these articles, it all feels very reminiscent to what Moses was told centuries before. But there is one verse here that really brings it together. And it's when it says that this is the basic law of the temple, absolute holiness. That's why they are supposed to dedicate it and have offerings for sin and dedication. But it is also the reason why God was so offended when they brought other items false idols, but also items that reminded them of the, their previous kings, the relics. 
You see, they would bring these also into the temple. And God is saying that the basic law of the temple is that this is a place for him. Holiness. Not all these other things. Of course, we do not have a temple. We do not have a sanctuary today. You and I are the temple. And truly, God's desire for us is also absolute holiness. We're to be holy because He is holy. But how are we supposed to do that? Because we are fallen creatures. Well, that's the difference that Jesus makes in our life. He doesn't just redeem and save us, but he gives us cleanness and his holiness so that we can come before the Father. His holiness makes the difference for us. Now, hopefully, we will not bring things that are unholy into the presence of the Lord. In our own lives, may we, may we make sure that our lives and our bodies and the things around us are bringing praise to Him rather than praise to ourself. But never forget the holiness of God. And may we be holy because He is holy. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.